Latter of Brilliance presents The Christian A Girl Reality Podcast and I am your host Bushnell. In this podcast, I share with you about my journey on becoming the Christian A Girl and highlight on femininity, personal development and mindset. Scripture reading is drudgery. Prayer seems meaningless. Gospel zeal is lifeless. Fellowship is joyless. Sometimes this is the Christian life, but it doesn't mean you're not a true believer. Let's talk about struggling to do spiritual disciplines as a Christian it girl. If you just know you're that girl, you just have no choice but to be that girl. And I feel like I'm that girl. A while back, I was listening to a sermon from Pastor Robert Madhu from Social Dallas. And his preaching was from Acts 20, verse 7 to 12. In this verses portion of scripture, Paul is preaching and he has been preaching for a long time and it looks like he's going to preach for even longer. And so one person falls asleep and he falls through the window and dies. And then Paul comes and wakes and resurrects them. And he was sharing how sometimes we fall asleep as Christians. We never even know that we fall asleep, that we start being lazy with things like spiritual disciplines. And this was so true. God was speaking directly to me. And maybe he's speaking directly to you right now. Have you been sleeping? It's time for you to wake up. So some, I have some things here that I want to share that I have, I'm navigating through as I wake up and stay awake. <laughs> okay. So I'd love to point out the first thing is something that has just recently come up. I think it came up to me on Sunday. I'm recording this on Wednesday, so childlike faith. This childlike faith where you trust God and you don't think there's an option of him not coming through. And I remembered how I'd asked my dad for something. And specifically, I remembered when I asked him for a bicycle. And my dad bought me a bicycle. I didn't think he wouldn't buy me a bicycle. I just knew he'd buy it. And one day, he brought that bicycle. And then I told him I also want a brick game. And he bought me a brick game. The thing is, I never thought that my dad will never not buy it for me. Will it take a minute? Maybe not the next day or the day after that. But it will definitely come. And I got challenged. Can I trust my father in heaven like that as well? That when I ask him for something, I don't go like, well... God, even if you don't do it, it is okay. You are still God. And I was like, no, a childlike faith will be, God, this is my request. I would love for you to do it because I know you can and leaving it at that. So that's something, that's something definitely. And I was, as I was just going through TikTok, this ladies, there was this voiceover of a lady who does another podcast and she said that God has planned out everything in her life so she cannot fail because God has planned out everything in her life. 
So when things happen that look like a failure, quote end quote, it's not really a failure. It's an opportunity to learn. Another thing to just bring out is the posture of surrender. And this came from this point came up from the I was listening to this song Only Jesus by House Fires. And there's a point that a singer, one of the singers, I believe she's Do, she's called Do, and she said, My posture is that of surrender. My posture is that for surrender. Yes, Lord, yes. And I just thought of how deep and powerful that is. That 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 lyric moved me. And so I'd say the posture of surrender is something that I wanna have in this space. I don't know how to be a good Christian. I'm trying, I'm struggling, I'm not perfect. And so I just wanna surrender to God everything that that's just weighing me down. And I saw this quote that said, God can do way more with your surrender than your control. And of course, this means you have to let go and let God stop trying to control everything. That is one thing that human beings like to do. They they don't like not having control. But as a Christian, you have to get to the point where this is out of my control, so I'm giving it to God. So this looks like trusting God and saying yes. Trusting that God, just trusting him for who he is and what he's already done. Like there's so much evidence to back up that God is God and God does great things. And he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we ask, think or imagine. So lack of control. And then going, growing closer to God is not the result of trying harder, but surrendering more. Again, if we're struggling with our spiritual disciplines, I don't, I've tried, like, you know, I have that alarm that rings at midday to remind me to pray. And I know I'm supposed to be reading uh, the Bible at this point of time. And I have a really pretty Bible. I have a really cool um, space of praying in my room. But... You know, that's me trying hard as much as I can. And I'm not denying that part. There's a bit where you're going to have to play a role. But it's sometimes me letting go of control. The other day, I prayed and a, a family member wasn't isn't feeling well. And so I prayed to God, God, if I had money, I'd make sure this person gets the best medical care. But I felt, I heard the, I believe this was the spirit telling me, child of God, child of God, child of God. Whatever that, even if you had that money, it cannot do what God can do. So you giving that person to God is the best thing you can ever do. And I just rested in that. Because honestly, no, much, no, no amount of money can can help if your person is in the ICU, if somebody you love is in the ICU, you know? You can have so much money, but then, you know how doctors say, we, we do the medicine, we do the, the treating, but God does the healing. Another bit of this, when you're struggling with your Christian disciplines, spiritual disciplines, I'd say, is planning. So this has something to do with, again, like timing. For example, I have a timer, that goes off at around midday to remind me to pray. 
sometimes I'm really busy, like I'm working and I cannot necessarily like, you know, shut it off and pray or I'm somewhere like in a bus and I cannot shut it off and pray. But I acknowledge that the, that time is there and I will make time to pray later on in the day because it usually feels so weird if I get that reminder and not pray. So if I'm busy at work, I just go like, God, um, a short prayer, like uh, two sentences, two lines and just acknowledge that I'm supposed to pray at that moment and just tell him, invite him to that space. And later on during the day, I try to make time to pray. Also, just having a plan. If you know you're supposed to read the Bible at this point, and instead of you just going randomly, you'll be more excited to study the word than just reading randomly at any page. So having Bible plans is a good place to start. Having somebody, an accountability partner, and even including it in your planner. It's easier to remember because sometimes we forget. We're so occupied by other things. We might forget that, oh, we had planned to spend time with God. So including it in your planner and having to tick it and is something that will you know just as a reminder so planning to prioritize with to have time with god is somewhere that you know can help us navigate through this whole bit and um if you're getting blessed with the episode let me know there's a space that spotify has put where you can respond to the episode if you just like swipe down you'll notice it they're like what do you think of the episode so yeah and let's continue. Um, making space is also something that stands out for me during this time. Making space in the sense that you know you're going to have a busy day. so And you probably won't be able to study the word. You won't be able to you know, get that time to really just have that devotional moment with God. So making space looks like on your way to work or when you're doing something... Put on your earphones, headphones, and listen to a someone, listen to a podcast like this one, listen to worship music or praise music, and sing to God, sing his praises. Like, that's making space. You know, even, like, physically, having a prayer space in your house, in your room, where you just sit and pray. If you have not watched the movie War Room, it just creates, it shows you how this lady had a space and, ooh, la la. And, you know, just how God moves. You know, that's how the altar is created. When you spend so much time with God at a specific space every day or every time, as in you just spend time there, what happens is it creates an altar. Like, for example, if people continuously pass on a specific area on a grass, they just pass there every day, every day. What does it do? It creates a path, right? That's the same thing. If you're with God daily, a lot of times, at the specific space that you've created, what it does, it creates a path for angels to come down, up and down from heaven. And we see this in Jacob. When he took the stone and put it as a pillow, what happened? He dreamt and saw the angels going up and down. Because that stone was used as a... It was used before by his father's with his grandpa, with Abraham, correct me if I'm wrong, to, as a, what do you call it, as a place, as an altar, yes. <laughs> so yeah, having a space, and then also having a cute book and pen. When I was in high school, my third year, I had this book where I wrote down, it was my war book, that's what I called it. 
So I wrote down, <clears throat> excuse me, I wrote down my prayers and how God was moving. And let me tell you, that was one of my best years. Actually, this was my best year in high school. Like God moved and like that book was where I wrote it all down. And I look at that book sometimes and I go like, yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you, God moved so significantly in my life. I remember there used to be this girl, if she's listening, shout out to you, Ivy. She used to say, oh my goodness, I've never seen a girl or a person go after God the way you are, Bushnell, the way Bushnell does. And she'll tell this to people. She'd see me and say, you see that girl over there? I've never seen somebody who goes after God like that. I'm telling you. Whew. So having it that having that book there made it made me remember I can pray all the time. So I was constantly having that book by my hand because it reminded me that I could talk to God. I could pray to God when it was there. Because when you're in high school, you know, life is lifing. I don't know, high school was just an awful period for me. I really didn't like the high school I went to. And if any of the people I went to the same high school with are listening to this, you definitely know that's true. <laughs> and you can understand why. Oh my goodness, high school was just so ghetto. But if you're in high school right now, I hope you're in a good high school. And if not... Well, it's an opportunity for you to experience God. Because, I mean, that happened in high school where I got that book. So, I'm going to finish off by saying, if it is pulling you away from God, it's not from God. So, take inventory of what's in your life right now that could be causing you to struggle in your spiritual discipline. And then work on that. And um, I'd remind you this, that... If the enemy can't make you a lukewarm Christian, if the enemy can't make you turn away from God, what he will do, he will make you busy. Yeah, being busy is a spiritual attack. So, yeah. Oh, well, um, have a good one. And until next time, bye. Thank you for listening. Remember, where life plants you, bloom with grace. Subscribe to the podcast, give me a rating, and share this on your Instagram and tag me at underscore bush dot y.